0: All right, I think we're started. Welcome everybody to Barrel Proof number 267. Uh, I am your host again this week, Taylor Sorrels. This, luckily for everyone, uh, you're not just listening to me uh, talk in my backyard with dogs and cicadas. Uh, fortunately, I have a guest on uh, this. We'll, we'll say afternoon, but whenever you're listening to this, this episode, this week. Uh, Benton Newman from VamosBravos.com and the Cooper's Board, and mo- among other places, has joined us again. Thanks for coming, Benton. Hello, glad to be back. Excited glad to be you're here. here. Uh, and in fairness, you've been doing a better job, kind of staying on top of uh, coverage and previews and reviews and stuff like that than I have. So, I'm glad uh, glad to have you here. Uh, Robbie and Ty have uh, job and vacation stuff going on this week, and they couldn't make it. And uh, Patrick and I haven't been able to get together yet. Uh, so, but, uh, Life you know, happens. More, more, more than happy to have you, uh, fill in and, 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 uh, you always do a good job, Benton. So we thank you for being thank here. You. Um, let's dive right in, shall we? We got a couple of games to recap, uh, one game to preview and then a new player to talk about and some other Cooper's board business. So that's the brief agendas. Uh, I guess we can do this chronologically. That makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense to me. All right, let's do it then. Uh, we'll do, uh, racing first, uh, United one racing Louisville zero, <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Portland Thorns three racing level zero. Um, I my my joke. I, I tried to record an episode earlier and I hated it. But my one good <laughs> joke was uh, I think that uh, little, or racing started out on a on a you know it, with a deficit because they barely made it to the game on time thanks to commercial airlines. Uh, <laughs> apparently, that's a real problem. Uh, I feel their pain. You know, we've all been. You know, it, it's 2021 in our air service industry in the United States is is no good uh, commercially anyway, but, uh, they barely made it on time. Uh, but they, they did. Uh, I don't think they had much time to practice ahead of the game or, or get kind of acclimated, mm-hmm. uh, and then go out and, you know, don't, don't score any goals, give up three goals. I know one was definitely to Lindsey Horan and I, I've forgotten who the other two were. Uh, and Ben, I know you definitely have got a lot more, uh, on this game. So I'll let you kind of take it from here and I'll tell you what I think at the end.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the other goals were a Salem and Rodriguez, I was at eight minutes and then 48 minutes. Um, I mean, this is always going to be a really tough match. Going yeah. away to Portland, um, you know, the travel is already going to be a crappy factor that most people don't don't always fully recognize or appreciate. But then, for all that that stuff with United to have happened, really didn't add, help add anything to that mix. Um, I mean, obviously, three nil is is not a good result, but yeah, I was going to say, but in comparison to the previous <laughs> match, it is a, uh, a slight step in the right direction. Um, I guess the one major difference between this uh, match and that previous match was that there wasn't kind of a, a collapse at the end where where they start raining goals on us. They were able to uh, to remain a little more sturdy, but I mean, it's a lot of the... Yeah, I feel like a lot of the same problems. The the offense just isn't able to, to make much happen. Um, we're not getting we're getting next to no shots off. And then on the other end of the thing it's, it's, it's an insane barrage of shots against. And yeah. I don't know that I personally fault our, our defense as much for some of these woes, because I think, I think the, the, the more deeper underlying problem there is our inability to keep the ball out of that, out of our final third. Yeah. It comes from the, the midfield and, and the, and, and the possession element of things. And, you know, eventually they're going to, they're going to concede with
0: that many shots. I think, you know, I think that, yeah, a lot of big numbers unfortunately shows up big when you're giving up that many shots um, and not taking very many. Um, I, You know, I think all these problems at the end of the day stem from the same issue that we've had that we kind of recognized before the before we even played our first preseason game. It's that we don't have we don't really have a midfield. Mm-hmm. Um We've got a lot of attacking players. We got, we're getting. You know, I don't. Gemma Bonner didn't feature in this game, did she? She didn't play? No, she was. She was on the bench though, but she didn't come on. Okay. Well, that's good. Better than nothing. Um, but you know, we don't have a Taylor Otto's out. She was is arguably the only real number six that we have. Freya plays that role to an extent, uh, but obviously, really isn't a commanding presence in the midfield. And when it, if it's just her and Lauren Malay, and we're playing against one of the you know, we, the last two matches we played against, are against the two best midfields in the league, I would argue. Best, um, two best teams, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, but I think, you know, you've got, when you've got you're, one week you're playing Sam Lewis and the next week you're playing Lindsey Horan, you know, we just don't have anybody that caliber that they might really, that can hold them down defensively or can impose their will on that area of the field. For sure. Um, which leads to no possession, which leads to a lot of shots the wrong direction. Um, you know, so. You know, I, I just think that's a hole that we haven't really filled yet. you know, we've got a new signing, which we'll discuss here in a bit that may kind of maybe move some pieces around and give some folks that have been doing everything, uh, cough cough Savannah, and McCaskill the the capacity to not have not have to play the six, the eight, the ten, and the eleven all at the same time. because um, she kind of does that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we've got to, we've got to find a way to get a handle on that area of the field, you know. I don't think we're necessarily a bad defensive team, but Agreed. the defense can only handle so much, um, you know, and I, you know, we've, we've had some success being the counterattacking team and then just kind of uh, frustrating other teams offensively. But when, you know, when you're dealing with teams like the last two teams that we've played, I, they're too good for that to work. Oh, I agree. And then um, I also failed to mention
1: is that like, I think right before the match, uh, Brooke Hendricks picked up a little bit of a knock. So that, that also kind of added to things because she, she pretty much probably for sure would have been starting in that back line. Yeah, um, she's
0: our, she's, I mean, I know she's not a captain, but she's pretty close to being one. Like, I mean, on, she's me a, off.
1: she's a, I would consider her a veteran presence, which you, yeah. you absolutely need. I appreciate all the youth that we have, but, but sometimes is that veteran presence really, uh, helps to kind of balance and, and stabilize things. And the, uh, the signing you alluded to is another veteran presence that will come and and help with that, uh, that part of the uh, things
0: yeah i mean i don't want to just completely gloss over the game but i think you know it's it's kind of a you know it's a recurring sequence of events um one that you know i think there's some small signs of improvement but i think that really at the end of the day can't be addressed by anything other than some personnel additions uh and we're gonna have one um and that is nadia nadim uh from PSG, uh, for Ch- league on champions from last season. That's a big accomplishment for that club because Leon typically has had a stranglehold on uh, the uh, French women's league for a decade or so. Um, so it was a big accomplishment for uh, PSG to, to do that. Uh, however, they uh, all of a sudden all of the, they've lost like six players from that team since the uh, their season ended a month or so ago. Uh, and we happen to be the beneficiaries of one of those uh, in Nadia. Um she has a fantastic backstory, which I don't think I really had a had any kind of handle on. But Eric Crawford wrote a great article on WDBR, WDRB.com yesterday uh, that you know kind of hits the high points of her career. She's an Afghan refugee, long story short. Her dad was a general in the Afghani army uh, and was uh, killed by the Taliban when she was 11 years old. Uh, you know, she's been a pretty well-off family, but her mom sold everything that they owned to get them out of Afghanistan into Pakistan, into, uh, Denmark. Um, and, uh, she picked up soccer when she, uh, when, when, while they were in Denmark and has become a fabulous attacking midfielder slash striker, uh, and scored a bunch of goals in her professional career. She's 32, 33, something like that.
1: 33, I believe.
0: Yeah, um, but does not seem to be anywhere near uh, she's at the peak of her powers right now, I think would be a fair way to put it. Um, But, like I said, fascinating story. Read Eric's article and I'm sure there's more. I mean, you could write, this is the stuff from movies, uh, just her backstory. um, For what she does for Racing Louisville, uh, you know, she's got like this international presence about her. Uh, She's a, you know, obviously a really talented player and so from a, what do we need what is racing Louisville need Type scenario? I think, you know, she's able to take some of the attacking impetus off of Savannah Yuki, uh, and to some extent, CC Kaiser and, and take some of that, take some ownership there. So we can actually maybe finally be able to populate the central part of the midfield better. Um, but, uh, this is exciting stuff.
1: Oh yeah. It's, um, what I, what I kind of learned is when I saw that name being floated around, I, I pulled her up and looked her up a, a little bit. Cause I'll, I'll be honest. It wasn't super familiar. And, uh, she, uh, I mean, she and Christy Hawley go back like yeah. they, they were at sky blue together. So I think what's really interesting about this is that it's not that, uh, coach Hawley and, and staff saw her from a distance and thought that she could really, really add to the squad. Like he knows what, what she's capable of. He has yeah. a, has a probably more in depth knowledge and maybe another a sign that we could have got. So I think that could hopefully, uh, lend a hand and getting her up to speed quickly and,
0: and, her contributing. I agree. Uh, and that's a, that's a good point that you make. And I think I knew that, but I definitely didn't mention it just a second ago. Um, probably not. So good, good homework. (laughs) Uh, one thing that I did notice, uh, is that this is the first time the terms allocation money and Louisville have really been uh, put together in the same sentence. We did use some of that, so we don't spend a whole lot of time. At least I don't, looking at uh you know budgets and roster rules and all that crazy stuff that we usually associate with mls but nwsl has similar similar type uh salary structures yeah to, to a certain extent so this is like extra money that we got because we got some from chicago uh red stars when we made that deal with them so i'm sure we we burned some of that on this and i think we had an extra international slot that we probably burned on this as well um so something to keep an eye on because they're that but at this point i don't you know i don't think there's anything negative about it i just thought it was interesting uh, that it was mentioned that that's one of the one of the mechanisms we use to bring her here yeah um, i'm excited to see her play i'm excited to see how what how she is going to be able to help us and like i said the thing that i want most is for uh, uh for us to be able to finally find a toehold against some of these teams is we can actually kind of keep the ball that may not be uh, maybe getting ahead of us i know this is a process and we're not going to be exactly where we want to be this year period uh but hopefully this is a big step in that direction yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, again, yeah, she's, I think she'll, she'll be an incident impact player for that. And then I think she can also aid in, in some of the development of some of these other, uh, young players in the squad. I got like a CC Kaiser for example. So, um, I just, I'm, I'm just, yeah, really excited and I, and I, i I'm very confident in the coaching staff's you know, selection here and the, and the homework that they've done on this. I mean, they've, they, they obviously took their time.
0: Well, Uh, I mean, probably part of that was to have to wait for the contract to lapse. But yeah, Uh, I think this is just another um, uh, example of what, you know, Christy Holly is practicing what he preaches uh, in terms of he wants. And this is a Louisville City thing. It was more of a soccer holdings wide deal. Like we want to make sure we attract uh, and keep really good people in this organization. Uh, Nadia is uh, uh, probably prouder of her uh, accomplishments in the realm of uh, refugee uh, assistance and things like that worldwide than she is of her soccer career. And she's got, a, you know, as a decorated, uh, she's a decorated soccer career, soccer player, but I think she's more, uh, like I said, she's more proud of, proud of, and more interested in what she's been able to do for people that are similarly situated to the way yeah. she was. Yeah. And I that's mean, that's, awesome.
1: that's been one of my favorite things about racing is that the quality of people that they've bring, been bringing in, like, it t- it's just genuinely like a good group of, of humans, yeah. a good group of, of girls there, and I just, I, I just love that. And uh, you know, obviously, I want to see results um, on the pitch as well <laughs> eventually come. But um, but knowing that he's really stuck to what he said since the beginning, yeah, it, it means a lot to me as a fan. He's he's uh, not been wavy in his in the vision
0: of the roster construction. I agree, hundred um, percent. Speaking of roster construction. Let's talk about uh, Louisville City and Atlanta United too. How's that for a segue for you? Um, <laughs> uh, the The roster that we brought to this game was missing a right back. Long story short, or left back, excuse me, um, and ended up putting Napo Matsoso in that in that position. And while Napo is an, is about as do everything a player as you could ask for, uh, left back was not his strong suit and. Uh, all it took was one goal for him to get exposed and on tracking uh, the best uh, Atlanta United's best scorer. Um, really nice ball in from the other side on that goal that Atlanta scored in that game. But uh, a yeah, great play for them. It was a great ball, but uh, Napo kind of got caught watching it instead of tracking. Like I said, Atlanta's best scorer at this point in the season, and the kid's got five goals. I think he's up up in the top five, if not leading the you know the Eastern Conference uh, Golden Boot race at this moment. Is says McFadden? Is that yeah, uh, Alistair McFadden rings a bell, something like that. i pull so, up a foot mob now. Yeah, um, good player. Uh, but that was just kind of emblematic of a, a lot of the way, and you you covered it really well in your video recap the other day that I watched, but you know, emblematic of the way a, most of the first 30, 45 minutes of that game went. We were on the back foot the entire time. We were a foot, a foot slow to every ball. It uh, really did not match Atlanta United's intensity for much of that opening period. Um, it which was really kind of jarring to to see. Yeah, Not it was accustomed to um, a bad. Just all in all, a bad game. Yeah, uh, it was it was weird. I kind of saw early on that they're
1: possessing a lot, so that's why I was kind of keeping regularly checking foot mob and and seeing kind of where the possession uh, statistics kind of were on that to see if it was kind of matching my eye test there. And yeah, I mean they they came out the gate hot and we came out unusually So and it was just such a weird thing to see especially since we we usually kind of dominate on that front and before the match when I uh, when I saw Napa was putting left back I kind of thought oh, that's interesting like I could see how that could work like you you, you think about what Oscar and Jogo add like uh, offensively and I think maybe that was probably part of the idea there is that he can kind of really get up and contribute and attack as well and and You know, I I, I don't want to speak out of line here, but maybe maybe part of that's writing off Atlanta too. like, hey, we can bully them a little bit. Let's put somebody a little more offensive minded on the back end. But um, so uh, I even tweeted something out like, hey, I could see how this could work. And uh, and I obviously didn't. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm glad that was recognized and and, and ultimately um, rectified. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just one of the things I guess you're getting desperate. We don't have we don't have a third string like left back. I mean. Yeah. yeah you could put akil watts there but i think he's i think at this point it's, it's clear he's more of a, a midfielder player he could do a do a role on the on the back line but it's kind of a
0: a band-aid if you will and i think this is yeah. maybe an attempt to try something new there i, I kind of thought he would have done i mean it you know Jurgen <laughs> are used to say anyone can play left back and we all know that's a bunch of bullshit um yeah. <laughs> you, you know uh I think I think Akil probably would have done better there than, than Napo did. I mean, oh, Napo I can do a lot of things, but he doesn't offer height, obviously. And he doesn't he didn't do much. You know, he's, he's a speedy player, but that but McFadden burned him several times uh, before and after that goal um, in terms of pace, um, whether Napo had the ball or was defending the ball. Um, and I don't want to chalk chalk the whole chalk the failure up to Napo, because it definitely wasn't. I don't think anybody oh. played particularly well. Pat McMahon and Wes Sharpie, and maybe in certain moments, Corbin Bone probably did okay, but nobody yeah. else looked very good on the entire game. Um, and I don't know what that's down to. You know, I, I my frustration about this game was: uh, a this is a game we were supposed to win and didn't, uh, didn't even get points out of it. And you know, you only get so many of those in in what we thought was going to be an easy uh, conference or division for us to win. We're definitely not doing that. Um, and you can't just throw away points like that. Um, but I don't necessarily, I'm probably being a boo bird here a little bit, but I'm comfortable with that. I don't know what the solution to any of these problems are. Oscar is slowly improving, but he's not going to be like game shape ready for at least another month. I can't, yeah. wouldn't believe uh, Joe goes back in town. So that's good. And that'll kind of alleviate that problem. But we struggled to score goals all season. Um, yeah. It's only five games old or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I, I don't – it's just been – it hasn't been – nothing's been particularly easy. We haven't looked fluid in possession or, with, or in the attack. And, uh, you know, when you, you think you get a bit of a breather against a team like Atlanta, uh, who typically isn't the most cohesive outfit out there, you're just like, oh, we'll get some breathing room. We'll be able to move the ball around. We'll be able to get comfortable. And that was definitely not the case. And, I've got, you know, hats off to Atlanta. They played a good game. They played as tough. Uh, uh, Brad or Camden Fellow, their number six and center uh, center back is awesome player. Yeah, uh, yeah, and not like he's better than uh, uh Neville Hackshaw in in central defense. Like nothing gets by that guy. Um, you know I thought that when we played them the first time, and then you know Nat or Paolo got kind of got open on a couple of plays and and managed to score a couple of goals, but otherwise, man of the match that game was probably Fellow. Um, you know. But this think nothing went the way we wanted it to yeah. um and I, I tweeted this out the other day I mean I'm not my hand isn't on the panic button or anything yet like that yet I'm not reaching for it but it hasn't been a very good start for danny cruz's head coaching career yeah it's it's just
1: it's just really unfortunate like again like no nobody had a, a good night and and I think we could have maybe gotten something from the match if one or two people were able to kind of click and get things going particularly on, on the on the offensive end it's just yeah, I, I would have re- really liked to have seen something from that match. You know, it's Atlanta two. Yeah, it's on the road. That makes it a little bit harder, but I don't know. Maybe I'm still discounting them a little more, uh, more than I should. But it's just I, I mean, I was able to see the redeeming qualities in the indie indie match, and I and I stand by all the stuff that I said there that I don't yeah, think it was as bad as everybody says, but this one I think was a little bit different of a case. Like they they blew us up early and then they were able to maintain and I mean, we tried to throw the kitchen sink at them, but it wasn't wasn't super effective. I think I saw something in the USL media, might have been like their power rankings, something like that, uh, insinuating that we should have got something from the match. And I don't know that I agree with that. Like, none of those chances that we, we took were were particularly like you know like particularly great or anything. It's
0: not like I'm like oh damn that like that should have been in. I'd say, I'd say Alec, can, Alec can had a good night. I don't think we did a whole lot today. He might've had one save that looked difficult. Um, obviously the penalty save was, was it, was a good one. Um, oh, I, yeah. well, I, why oh, did I
1: forget about that? That's, that's a very,
0: I mean, love Nile. That was not a well-taken penalty.
1: Um, and you know, maybe, um, you know, maybe if, if Cam was in, he would have taken it. Maybe he's, he's since kind of found his former confidence and wouldn't have buried it. I mean, we could play, play what ifs there. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I, I, kind of thought it was weird that uh, Greg didn't take it. You know, you kind of think that the your striker would be, huh? Or Toge. <laughs> yeah, toes. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Like, I just, I, I like to see the striker kind of be hungry and grabbing for that ball and, and trying to take it. You know, nothing against Now or anything, but that's kind of what the strikers do, and yeah, especially. Actually. So I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I'll let them hash out who's taking what set pieces. Either way, it didn't go in, and, uh, and that's this. It just makes it burn a little bit more knowing that it could have been a draw simply for you know
0: because we got that PK call. I mean, I wouldn't have been happy with a draw either, but it would have been better. It's better than a loss. I mean, like I said, yeah. we needed to get something out of that, um, especially after the week we had before. Um, the two losses in a row, no good. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, can we turn it around? Of course we can. We're only five games into the season. There's no reason why, why we can't. But it's, you know, I don't necessarily... See, based on the last two or three performances, what how it is we're going to, you know, wh- what we're going to do to make it better. Um, you know, there were a couple instances in that game in particular where I just felt like there are some really bad miscommunications between guys that I do not expect to see those sorts of things between, you know, whether it's Hopino and Corbin Bone or, you know, uh, you know, a lot of those midfield combinations that we're used to seeing us do real well and just weren't there. And these are guys that have played with each other for long enough. And yeah. had enough time. It just I don't. There's no explanation to me for why those things happen. I mean, it, it, they happen in a game normally anyway. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, but just a lot more than I was am accustomed to or the, would expect.
1: The weirdest thing is, is that we had such a long preseason too. Like yeah. you, you think they would be extra sharp, and it's almost the opposite. You know, was that was that to our detriment? I you know I don't. I don't know. We can speculate on that all day, but that's just what kind of makes
0: this kind of this this whole thing even weirder. Yeah. I don't. Know. Um, in any event, hopefully we get a chance to make it better on Saturday, Saturday. Uh, the first full uh stadium, full capacity stadium situation we've had we've ever had at Lynn Family Stadium. I'm very excited about that. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, how you know? I'm pretty sure it's a sellout. I, I haven't looked or been. I don't think confused. they've officially announced
1: yet. Given that the last one was was ten thousand seven hundred, I I kind of fully expect for it to to top that number. Oh um, yeah, so yeah, I, I think. I think if we were, we're like right at the cusp there, we probably would have seen some sort of messaging insinuating that.
0: I would have so, got Leonard would have sent us an email by now. I'm sure. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> so I'm hoping that maybe we're in like the twelve thirteen thousand 13,000 uh, sort of range already. Yeah. And you never know who will try to you know walk up day of it and get tickets. Some more of the casuals, not, you know, people just kind of decide and spur of the moment. So hopefully there's a little bit of that as well. Yeah. It's so very yeah, exciting to see that number
0: flash up on the board. For sure. That'll be fun. Um, We'll be playing Memphis 901, who I like to just make fun of a lot because uh, they like you know kind of put their team together on the fly. Seems like every year um, they're I obviously. Had, go ahead.
1: I also said they had five players when I was trying to when I like before the season started when I was writing like kind of my preview about things. Yeah. And by that point, we were already like training and whatnot, so. <laughs> yeah. They were very delayed in getting going.
0: Yeah, um, but but they, they have gotten it going. Uh, so there, there's a few guys that we'll recognize. Kadeem Dakers is, is with Memphis now uh, after uh, having been with uh, uh, St. Louis last season. Uh, you got um, Kesey Dew, who I'm pretty sure was with Atlanta United last year, the year before, a good player. Yep, yep. Um, I don't know much about Abubakar Sissoko, but uh, they're doing well. And then they, I swear to God, this guy's name is real. His name is Mitch Guitar. <laughs> and he's and his he's uh, uh, he's he works together with a guy named Leston Paul or Les Paul, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. It could not be more kitschy if you could possibly if you could imagine it. But that's literally their names. And they're actually playing well. They beat Memphis or not beat them. Beat Beat Indy. What? Midweek last week. Yeah. Uh, at Indy. At Indy. You know, not not, you know, not a, no pushovers there, obviously. Uh so, you know, while I like to think that this is a team we should beat handily, uh, you know, that, ob- that isn't really the case for us thus far this season got to take them seriously. So, you know, probably gonna be a pretty good game.
1: Yeah. They're, uh, they've, they got the one win. uh, what was it? Two draws, one loss, I'm trying to yeah. look at the number either way. Um, I mean, of, they've only played four games, which I think what, like Kansas city and, and Atlanta have already played eight. Yeah. Um, so they've, they've played a smaller schedule thus far and they've, uh, all of them have been on the road. Yeah. So, I mean, got to give them a little bit of credit for kind of power and through, through that as well to, I mean, they only lost to Birmingham, if I'm not mistaken, and, and to win against Indy. So that's got to be a bit of a confidence booster as they kind of find their form. I mean, it's a team we couldn't beat, obviously. So that that's what makes me kind of weary of, of writing them off. You know, teams well, that are historically bad. I kind of want to just assume, oh, they're still bad. And yeah. I don't, maybe, maybe I mean might still be the case, but I just think it's too early to, to call that one
0: yeah no i agree and the other thing i've got going for him is that you know ben perman's their coach now he's formerly of detroit city uh and a few other like a few other things so this is his first real like profession real big professional head coaching gig uh but a guy that has you know detroit city fans would have laid down in traffic for uh and all of his players generally tend to to really like him and play hard for him and give him everything that they that they've got, so you know, not a guy to be taken lightly by any stretch. A real success story in American soccer coaching. Um, so, you know, I, well, that kind of gets us back to you know, not we can't take anything for granted. And really, the way we've been playing, we shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but like I said, should be a good game. You know, they seem to like to play a lot of up and down. So we'll need to have some good legs on the on the field for that game. Or, you know, are we allowed to use we're allowed to use five subs right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's so, still, I, you know, I still that number one effect. <laughs> <It's not laughs> they were kidding. talking
1: about on the broadcast for that for the Loudoun match I watched the other night.
0: Yeah. I, oh, I, I caught a bit of bits and pieces, of the Charleston match. Yeah. Yeah, I caught bits and pieces of that as well. Uh, Charleston wins that one 1-0, and so they're doing well over there. But, uh, yeah, you know, a game that or before the season started, I would have chalked up as an easy W, and especially with a full house, uh, same kind of situation. But, yeah, I can't be too sure at this point. Yeah. Um, so we'll kind of have to see how it goes, uh, but yeah, Jogo will be back, so we'll we'll hopefully have a, a left Thank back God. for this game. Um, you know, he seemed like he got a, had a really good experience down in Mexico. There's a Jonathan Saxon Courier Journal article that came out this week about him and his experience down there, and it seemed like he really enjoyed it. But he's itching to you know take the next step, and I you know I hope that he gets a, a the opportunity to do that. Um, and I'm sure as soon as, as soon as his 18th birthday rolls around, what in September, September first. Yeah, as soon as that happens, I, we might be seeing the back of him. So we better enjoy him while we can.
1: Yeah, I said that earlier on. I mean, he's probably never going to make it to the to the end of the season, which kind of makes me uh, leery of the whole like long term left back situation because Oscar's going to be thirty two later this year.
0: Yeah, not I young. Mean, yeah, it's not like he can't hack it, but we've got it. He at least needs an understudy that we can keep for a little bit. So yep. and who knows? That might be um, might be Josh Winder. I don't know. Yeah, could be i mean i oh, know like josh it. is a center back by trade but who knows we, we he, i mean he's been on the bench a couple of times uh so we'll see we'll have to see how that goes i love um, the youth involvement that we've been getting going so i'm i'm very excited to see that that continue to pan out minutes i mean granted we don't maybe we don't feel like we're comfortable enough or in situations where it's a good idea to do that but you know if you're gonna let these you know you gotta let these kids get on the field at games at some point oh it's good. yeah it'll, we, it'll we happen season. yeah yeah <laughs> feel comfortable enough to do it. So it's kind of a chicken and egg problem, I guess, in a certain Mm -hmm. sense. Um, That's kind of all I got uh, for on-field stuff. Uh, We've got a lot of Cooper's uh, business to attend to. Uh, Benton, you're the uh, uh, resident board member here. Uh, Do you want me to let you go through all what all the most recent developments are? Sure, yeah, so first thing I want to talk about
1: is that we're organizing the first March to the Match to Lynn Family Stadium, and we Mm want to make this a real big deal. Um, you might have seen the uh, map and stuff floating around on social media. If not, um, I'll explain it to you. We're going to be starting at 6:15 from 1020 Brewery, kind of a natural starting point for a lot of fans. Anyway, we'll be going down East Washington Street, then turning down uh, Cable, and then we'll be looping up and going into the uh, to the waterfront supporter section end of the stadium. Where the security team will be ready to receive us and get us in the stadium in a timely fashion, which can make sure we're there by 6:45. But I think a half an hour is plenty of time to I would to guess. make that march.
0: So that's exciting. Uh, I know. I, I know the drummers are excited to do that, and and uh, it's something that we. I know we wanted to do for the last game, and just didn't work out because of Champions League and other I things. I think
1: that's. I think that's ultimately for the best, though. This is this yeah. is the right one. This is like very fitting.
0: I agree with that. I think that's fair to say. This is this is finally the grand opening. Let's do it right. Let's do it for yeah. I think that's I think that's that's so, awesome.
1: We'll got the uh, we'll have the flags. We'll have the smoke, and um, I mean I want to encourage people that maybe don't normally show up to these sort of things to come out, have fun with us. Like let's let's make this a real big memorable event. I know uh, the uh, the front office team they're going to have a few people out kind of film with us and get some cool footage. It's going to be kind of cool to see how that looks out. Um, I heard they might have a drone flying above. Head
0: oh sweet. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So um, please come out and join us. Yeah, that's what I mean, Let's let you know it's been COVID has taken a lot from us. Let's try and rebuild some community, uh, if not just among the Coopers. And it, you don't definitely don't just have to be a Cooper to go. Anybody who wants to come and join the March of the Matches is, is encouraged to do so. We're excited to see everybody. Oh, yeah, this is uh, definitely in partnership with all the other
1: supporters groups. So we've been uh, we've been talking with them, keeping them in the loop. And this is uh,
0: we're going to make a big party. So please come out. I know. Every, I know. I'm, I know a lot of people are itching, are itching to do it. So I'm excited about that too. Uh, other developments. It's uh, June. It's Pride Month. Uh, I don't. I probably neglected to mention that in the last show because I was doing it by myself and was depressed <laughs> over <laughs> over results. Um, but uh, Benton, you're also the big, a big Angel Share guy now, which I'm very excited about. And uh, what is our Pride Razor Camp? How's that work this this time around?
1: Yeah, so it's le- it's kind of like the uh, it's it's the same concept of what we did last time. Goals equals uh, donations. Um, this one is actually I uh, I'll make it clear is being spearheaded by the Louisville City Ladies, the uh, resident uh, fundraising champions, um, but in partnership with all the other supporters groups. So, but this one's going to be for the month of June. Every goal scored is equals a pledge donation. So you'll put in a pledge yep. saying oh, I want to donate X amount of dollars per goal. And for every goal scored, you'll, you'll pay that much towards, uh, towards the effort. And this is going to be for both Louisville city and racing. So I know that might
0: sound financially scary. I don't know. You watch these teams try and score goals lately. I don't.
1: Okay. (laughs) Assuming that they score like a normal team, would, it kind of, the idea of it might sound a little intimidating with, uh, you know, two teams going over the course of a month, but, um, one thing I want to make very clear is that you can edit this goal at any time. So when I did it, I, I put my goal in at $1, uh, at, uh, my pledge in at $1, I plan on adjusting it, but, um, but that's a good, safe starting point. Cause you know, if you put in like $50 and then all of a sudden we have like a 10 goal game, might be regretting that one a little bit, but you can always edit it. So that's good. Um, so I, if you have not seen that blast all over social media, I will continue to shove it down everybody's throats and I will make sure it finds a way to you. So that you can pledge and participate, I think this has the potential to be one of our uh, biggest efforts of the year. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of passion behind Pride for um, for you know, very justifiable reasons, and I want to see this be as uh, as successful as possible. So, um, so please uh, please consider uh, tapping into the charity side.
0: 100. I'm going to retweet that from the Barrel Proof account right now and mine, uh, so that it's kind of top of mind. Uh, look us up. It's on. Um, well, if it, if I haven't done it, hopefully someone has managed to put it up on our Facebook page. I know that's a challenge that the Coopers are facing right now. And I, Yeah, we'll, I, I we'll have like to talk to about it. that one later. <laughs> that's not for anybody else to worry about. Um, but in any event, please donate to the Pride Razor campaign. It's very important. Little City and racing and the Coopers have always been big proponents of supporting and, and trying to be champions for uh, the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, You know they're very important part of our organization, uh, and we want to make sure that we try and work towards uh, embracing equality, uh, and acceptance, and just normalcy for whatever that means for that for those groups.
1: And one more thing is there's nothing up yet posted, but a little spoiler alert is I'm going to be working to get together a little online silent auction, including one of the uh, the signed bourbon bottles that the team produced last year in limited quantities. Yeah, Um, dude. I happen to get my hands on on a, on some of those. I I thought ahead, I thought this would be good to help raise money for charity. So um, on behalf of uh, vonmosmars.com, I'm going to be contributing that, and I'm also working on getting something else into the mix of that. So keep an eye for when I get that posted.
0: Awesome. We'll do, and I'll make sure I try and try and do my job on that front as well. So I'll, I'll try and help you out there, Oh oh yeah, I'll tag you, and make you make you retweet it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, last but not least, Cooper's News-wise, uh, Ken Luther is stepping down as president. Um, I, Ken is a, is a personal friend of mine. Uh, and so I am sorry to see him uh, uh, kind of take himself out of that position. But uh, we are very excited uh, to see Herman Quinn step into that role. Herman's been on the board forever, has been an officer forever. Uh, it doesn't miss a game. is a really uh, fervent believer in Louisville city and racing and, and in, in, in su- supporting both teams as, as uh, vociferously as he possibly can love Herman. Uh, and I've, I'm, I've got my, you know, the highest hopes for him uh, in that role going forward. And uh, I know he'll do a great job and he's got all my support.
1: Yeah. As soon as he steps up, he gets, he goes to the stadium and gets on the news. I know it was he, did awesome. a, he did an excellent he like job. He right. didn't miss a beat. He awesome. was made for it, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, um, appreciate all the contributions that uh, Kenneth ha- has had over the, over the years and very excited for, uh, for Herman. He's again, like I said, not missed the beat at all. And, uh, and we keep this thing going. Yeah.
0: hundred percent. All right. I think that's all we've got. Thanks again uh, to Ken and to Herman and, and for everybody on the Cooper's board and and anybody that support that works for any supporters group. It's not an easy job. It's a lot. Uh, and, but, but you know, we can do what we can as, as non, as, as uh, we'll say less participants. It's not a thing, but folks that don't work quite as hard as you guys do to make your jobs easier. So, uh, thanks to you and Ben, you're on the board. So thank you for all your, all you, are your control, all your contributions and you're, you're working your butt off for this stuff lately anyway. So I don't have anything else to talk about. Do you?
1: No, I feel like as soon as we disconnect something I'll think of something, but we hit most of the, we hit most of the main points. Um, we didn't get to talk about a lot of fun matches, but hopefully next time Barrel Proof happens, you'll be talking about an awesome win. I don't know, maybe like 10 goals or something.
0: I need this pride raiser to be real good. So. Yeah. My, my kids are, love to bring up that uh, uh, Sporting Kansas City 2 game from a couple of year, like a couple of years ago when we were down, down. eight down, three one. 8-3 one? The 8-3 one. That was fun. That was the last regular season
1: match in Slugger. I don't know if yeah. you can... We're on a video chat, so if you can see behind me, I got that framed with the uh, program and the ticket. I think
0: I've I've got that. I had at one point. I'm in the middle of a home renovation, so I probably will never see it again. But I had one once, but that's awesome. The poster? I got an Uh, extra one if you want one. Oh, man, Ben, you're too good to me. All right. Well, thanks, Ben, for coming on, for subbing in for the guys in a pinch and for helping me out. And uh, like I said, uh, we'll do this again sometime soon. Excellent. Well, thanks again for having me. And vamos morados. Vamos, Morales. You can find Bendon at PurpleSDF on Twitter if you want to agree with his opinions. Uh, find us at, at BarrelProofFC, I'm pretty sure, is our Twitter handle. Uh, I'm at Taylor Sorrels, and I am out of here. Thanks, you guys. Have a good week. Vamos.
1: Take care.